Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shantae, and Whole and Complete is all about loving God and living well, faith and wellness, and we are running to the end of our season. So we are coming to the conclusion of season two. We had a little bit of a gap between our last series, which was Mama Trauma, and today's episode because I had oral surgery and oh my goodness, even as I podcast right now, as I'm speaking in this microphone, I still have stitches in my mouth. It's a long story, but anybody who's ever gone through like the dental implant process, geez Louise, <laughs> it is just no joke. There's swelling, there's pain, there's all kinds of things. And so I will just let you know right now, today's episode is not going to be a lengthy one, but it will be impactful. And I have news, drumroll, I have news. So one of the things that I have been really trying to wrap my mind around is how I can take this message of wellness far beyond the reaches of this podcast. And one of the ways to do that is through apparel. And so in between our last series and this episode, I have done a soft launch of the next outgrowth of this brand, which is Well Threads Apparel. So Well Threads with a Z. And Well Threads is all about apparel that gives you permission to prioritize your mental health. And this actually was a very timely launch. I got so much confirmation because recently Naomi Osaka, famous tennis player, if you're not familiar with who she is, she decided that she was going to decline from the post-match press interviews at the French Open. And as a result, the French Open said, well, you're going to pay a fine. You're going to pay these $15,000 fines because you don't want to talk to the press. And then from there, she said, well, you know what? Then I just won't play. I'm not going to be a distraction and allow that to disrupt the work that other people are trying to do and just let the focus be on them. And it really opened up this conversation about mental health, about walking away from money or opportunities or what have you to protect your mental health. And she said that she struggles with things like anxiety and depression. And so those post conferences create anxiety, debilitating anxiety for her. And she said, rather than allow that to be a distraction, she decided that she would focus on her mental health. And so the very first garment that comes out of the Well Threads collection is a sweatshirt or a t-shirt that says get well but in between the get and the well is the word money money is scratched out so our society will tell us to get money and I'm telling you no you need to get well get well and then get paid so if you're like that sounds like it might be something Dr. Shantae but I'm a visual learner and I need to see it well you can see it you can see it at drshantae.com slash shop drshantae.com slash s-h-o-p and you can see that and you can order that and you can join me in this message of it is okay to prioritize your mental health to get well and then get paid. So that is an exciting development. Now on to the focus of our episode today. So as I wrap up this season, I just want to share some closing thoughts with you in general, Whole and Complete is a series-based podcast. So this episode and the next episode are really just kind of like my closing thoughts about some of the things that we have experienced this past year. Remember, this podcast was launched during the pandemic. Like our first episode was like middle to late February. And then like two, three weeks later, boom, we were in the middle of a pandemic. And you guys have just 
dug in and listened and connected. And I'm just so grateful for that. I really cannot tell you how grateful I am. But as we are coming out of the pandemic, as people are getting vaccinated and the world is opening back up, I said, you know what, this is a time to really start to think about what we have learned and who we have become as a result of this process. Many of us are not the same people that we were when we entered the pandemic. When we entered the pandemic, we didn't have this period of of rest, okay, where we were not going and doing and shopping and running here and running there. And this season, like even right now, I'm sure many of you are already feeling that pressure. It's like, oh, graduation season. And so now people expect you to be at graduations and at celebrations and to to come by the house and to give a gift and to to do all of these things. And it's like, ooh, you know, and you realize that it was actually kind of nice to have some space between those things. It was nice to have a break in between not having to run here and there for all of these occasions. And yet as the world opens up, I want to take a moment to just kind of center our thoughts and our attention on not leaving the way that we came. So our guiding scripture for today's episode comes from Matthew chapter seven, which is a very famous chapter in the gospels. So many gems in Matthew chapter seven, the Sermon on the Mount, I'm just all kinds of things and about judgment, but specifically focusing on verse number six, which says, do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Some versions say do not cast your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. I repeat, do not give to dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs or cast your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. This is really focusing on the ways in which we give our power to people who A, don't deserve it or B, are not entitled to it. So earlier when I talked about the example with Naomi Osaka, she reclaimed her power. You know, the the French Open is an entity and it's one of those marquee events, one of those grand championships where it can cement your career and where, you know, nobody can ever take that away from you. And at 23 years old, she said, no, I'm straight. (laughs) And people were indignant. Like, how dare you? Like, who do you think you are? I know she knew what her pearls were. She says, I'm not going to her pearls were her mental health and her overall well-being. And she says, I'm not going to offer that up as sacrifice for you to pick apart during press conferences or to commentate every time I swing the racket. I'm just going to exit this situation. And so she chose not to cast her pearls before swine. And this is important because as we're coming out of this pandemic, one thing that I will tell you has been so powerful this year, this past year, is that I don't know about you, but God has done a whole lot of revelation. When I tell you like God has just exposed so many things, so many people, things just not what you thought they were, people just not who you thought they were, and just kind of just snatch the sheets back, snatch the covers back, snatch the curtains open, and just expose and shine the light on so many things in our lives that we thought were solid or people in our lives that we thought were solid. And then you realize, wait a minute, this is not 
what I thought it was, or these people are not who I thought they were, or this person is not what I thought they were in my life. And this has happened with friendships. And so I've seen friendships dissolve. I've seen relationships dissolve. I've seen marriages dissolve because in the light of day, without the hustle and the bustle and the grind and the going of here and there and everywhere, and people really have some time to take stock and start to evaluate what do I really have here? Who are the people that are really here for me? Who are the people that are really supporting me? Where is there a mutual exchange of value? Lots of people have found their friends, their family, even their jobs wanting. You all know that even in this process, I've I've walked away from a church that I had attended for over 30 years because I just there was so much revelation and it was so clear. It's almost like there had been, you know how people that phrase sweep under the rug. Well, eventually when you pull the rug back <laughs> and you see all the things that have piled up and you're like, you know what? Mm-mm. This this ain't that. I feel like in this season of of revelation, God has really allowed many of us to see people, places, things, opportunities, entities, institutions for what they really are. And it has brought many of us to a place of decision about what am I going to do with that going forward? Am I going to continue to cast my pearls? Am I going to continue to cast the best of myself, my time, my talent, my treasure, my creativity, my know-how, my nurturing, my empathy, my the best of who I am? Am I going to continue to cast that before people, places, things, entities, and institutions that have zero appreciation for them or have taken those things for granted or cannot reciprocate in ways that are mutually beneficial and valuable? Am I going to continue to do that? And what the Bible is asking us to do in this verse is to use discernment in this season. And here's the thing about that. When God has revealed something to you, when God has revealed someone to you, when God has exposed something that may have previously been cloaked or hidden or disguised in some way, you are now responsible for that information. (laughs) You can no longer claim ignorance is bliss. You can no longer claim, oh, I had no idea when it is as clear as the nose on your face that people are not who you thought they were or that the grace that you were extending to people and kind of looking the other way or ignoring red flags and things like that. When you can't do that anymore and it's clear that this is is something, someone, some entity, some something that needs to vacate your life in some way or that you have to create a strong boundary between you and, and them or you and that person or you and that job in some way. You can't ignore that. You can't pretend that you don't know. And so revelation brings us to a place of decision. And what decision are you going to make? One of the movies that I tend to watch whenever I feel the need for inspiration, if you have not watched it, I highly recommend this movie. It is on Amazon Prime. It's called Britney Runs a Marathon. And at first, you know, I saw this movie in the show and I thought it was just going to be kind of like, you know, a feel good kind of like weight loss movie. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. When I tell you by the end of that movie, I was crying in my popcorn. I was not ready. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it just laid bare so many issues and I won't give away spoilers, but 
one of the things that the main character, Brittany, encounters in this movie is this friend that she had, you know, this roommate that she had. And the roommate was really popular and, you know, Instagram famous, right? And Brittany had always been kind of like her sidekick or, you know, kind of like a fangirl, as it were. And when Brittany starts to take responsibility for her own life and she starts to make changes in her own life, she comes to find out that this friend is not who she thought that she was. And I'm not going to get into the, the kind of climactic moment with their friendship, but I will say that it was a clear example that there are some people in your life that prefer you broken. <laughs> there are some people in your life that that like you better when you're broken, that like you better when you're bruised, that like you better when you are in the dirt. And so through this pandemic, you know, I've seen so many people just transform, transform their finances, transform their bodies, transform their mindsets, transform in so many ways. And one of the painful parts about transformation is that people that were around or opportunities that were around or invitations that you used to get when you were broken and, and busted and down in the dirt, all of a sudden have dried up, become few and far between because it's like, oh, I don't like that version of you. <laughs> um, I don't like this, this, this part of you. And in those moments, you know, it's like, okay, everybody that's in your circle is not in your corner. Everybody is not rooting for your success. And so you have to make a decision at that point. What are you going to do with those pearls of transformation? What are you going to do with those pearls? Are you going to defer and demure and say, well, okay, I'm going to revert back to what I was because I want to keep my friendships or I want to keep things intact and I don't want to rock the boat. And so I'm going to shrink myself back to what people are familiar with just so that I can maintain these friendships, relationships or what have you. Or are you going to, you know, do what Jesus advised the disciples to do it says when you go into a town and you share the gospel and they don't receive you, Jesus said, you have to shake the dust from your sandals and keep it moving. I'm going to encourage you in this season, you know, as we kind of wrap things up, that focus on the parts of you that have changed, the parts of you that have evolved, the parts of you that have transformed, the parts of you that are transforming, and also take an assessment of who is in encouraging that change, who is championing, champion, I hate this word, championing your cause, who's rooting for you, okay? And who's not rooting for you? Who's throwing shade? Who's making snide comments and sad comments and, and snide remarks and things like that and, and taking you down a peg every time you feel just a little bit good about yourself? That That's the swine, <laughs> okay? Like th th that's, the, that's the swine that the Bible is talking about. And you have to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to continue to to put yourself in those environments where you are giving the best of yourself or becoming the best version of yourself. And there are people or places or things or entities that cannot accept and embrace that. Which brings me to my next point. Because of our relational hardwiring, we are hardwired for community. I remember uh, referencing the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey when I was talking about the Mama Trauma series. And one of the ways that the book ends is this conversation about relational hunger, how people are just so starved for 
relationships and, you know, how the computer and the Twitter and the, the texting and all of that, those things are just sorry substitutes for real, actual human connection. And sometimes because we are so hungry for relationships and so lonely, we tend to have a bit more, what's the word I want to say? We tend to have a higher tolerance for dealing with certain things from certain people just so we can try to maintain or keep those relationships intact. And so because we have emotional bonds to people or there are people in our lives that are often critical and we're just looking for their validation or their approval or their stamp, you know, or a compliment, just a crumb of acknowledgement of your worth and things like that. So we tend to emotionally bond ourselves to people and to things that that really are not championing our cause, you know, really not rooting for us. But, you know, we're so I don't want to use the word desperate for their approval, but, you know, we're we're emotionally bonded in such a way that it's like, I really want this person to be proud of me. I really want this person to cheer for me. I really want these people to to be accepting of of this new thing that I'm doing in my life. And as I was in the dental chair working on this tooth, this tooth that has plagued me for years, actually, because I have been putting off and putting off the surgery. The first part of the process for dental implant, you know, after they numb you and, you know, sanitize the area and things like that, they have to extract the tooth. They have to pull it. And as I was sitting there in that chair, very uncomfortable and fairly numb, thank God, because that is that's a lot. Anybody who's had any sort of like dental work, you know that the nerve endings are just oof. Okay. It is, can be extremely painful if you are not properly numbed and anesthetized, but it took the dentist and he told me, he said, it's going to take the longest part is really getting the tooth out. He said, because I can't just snatch it out. I have to apply pressure and the pressure is what makes it loose. And do you know, in that moment, that started to preach to me. I said, wow, look at God. So while I'm sitting up here with my mouth hanging wide open, can't say one word. He said that, and that just spoke to my spirit, that oftentimes that's how God works. When you have these emotional connections to people or these emotional expectations that you vested in people and you want their stamp of approval and you want them to root for you and you want them to cheer for you and you want them to be for you what you have been to them and they're not going to be, but you haven't fully accepted that yet, God loves you enough to allow some pressure to come into that relationship. They won't just snatch the person you know, just snatch them out because that would be painful. So out of grace, God will not just just snatch them out, but they will allow enough pressure for you to get loose. Okay, so the more that the dentist applied pressure, the looser the tooth became. And it was pressure and wiggle, pressure and wiggle, pressure and wiggle, pressure and boom, the tooth was out by the root And a lot of times this is what we have to do spiritually is God, if you are experiencing pressure in a relationship right now, pressure in a situation from somebody, some entity, some job, some whatever, where you have been putting in more than you have been getting back, where you have not been 
reciprocated, where you have not been valued, where there's been some shade thrown your way or some hateration and what have you, and you're experiencing some static, some tension, some pressure, I'm going to encourage you to lean into that pressure. I'm going to encourage you to allow God to do what God is trying to do in that situation, which is extract that thing from your life. Not because, you know, not just snatch it out, but, but allow it to happen. Because here's the thing. Theoretically, I could have let this tooth just ride out in pain and what have you. So this is elective surgery. It's, it's, it's covered in many places by insurance because it's orally necessary in order for my, my, my dental health. But essentially I had a choice. I could have just kicked this ball down the field and be like, oh, maybe I'll do it next summer. Oh, you know, maybe in a couple of years or, you know, it's really not that bad or it's painful, but not that painful. No, I had to make a decision as to whether or not I was going to allow this old tooth, which has been causing pain and problems and is broken in some areas and and all of that, whether I was going to allow that to be removed. And then they don't just put, you know, the new tooth in, you know, now there's like stitches and like a bone graft and then there's going to be weeks and then I have to go back. It's a process, y'all. Anybody, oh my goodness. I hope to God I never have to do this again, but it's a process. But I had to make a decision. Was I going to allow that to be removed and then allow the wound from the extraction to heal? So hence the stitches that are in my mouth right now, allow that wound to heal And then go back and be in a a position to receive the new and improved implant, tooth, what have you. And oftentimes that is how it works is that God will allow pressure to come into your life. God will allow pressure to come into a situation that you no longer need to be in and, and loosen you enough from it that you choose to leave, that you can be extracted from that situation, that you do draw that boundary, that you do call it quits, that you do submit that resignation letter, that you do say, you know what, I'm going to pursue other options. And then allow it to heal because when you are are in a relationship for a long time with a church with a person with a an entity a job or what have you there is going to be a period of separation where that's going to you're going to feel it and it is going to be some pain and you are going to need some time to heal but after that period of healing after that period of of when the the stitches have healed up and and all of that then now you're in a position, okay, for God to, to work on you, to speak to you, to, to put balm and, and amending in your heart, to surround yourself with nurturing and, and affirming people. Now, when it's time for a replacement tooth <laughs> or a replacement person or a replacement job or a replacement church, then you're not bringing the, the, the wounds and the hurt from the old extraction into the new situation. Does that make sense? So listen, listeners, don't leave this pandemic the way that you came. I realize that things are starting to to percolate back up and, and travel is on the move again and occasions are on the move again. But don't miss this season as you come out and say, you know, what is God trying to take out of my life? What has God shown me about people, places, things, entities that no longer serve me? And will I allow myself to be extracted from that situation so that I can have a period of healing so that in that time when when God is ready to, to plant something new in my life, then I will be in a place 
to receive it. Because, you know, if I had done this myself, which I never would, I mean, but you know how it is, like when you're little and like you pull a tooth out and what have you, and for a time there is a space there that's just raw and open and unhealed. But what happens is there's some new growth that <laughs> that is just below the surface and it will not poke through until such a time as the gum is ready for it to to receive it. Allow this time of of extraction, allow yourself to be removed from certain situations and then allow yourself to heal from the extraction so that when what is new is coming arrives, you will be in a place to receive it and not be in a place of rawness and brokenness and and shackledness and, and pain where the new thing doesn't have adequate or healthy ground or environment to grow and flourish. Amen. All right. I said this wasn't going to be a long episode and here I am right at my usual time. So <laughs> that is it. Um, Our next episode, actually our next two episodes, just to give you a heads up, our finale is going to be fabulous. You know why it's going to be fabulous? Because I have a very special guest, someone that I have been rooting for and then have become personally connected with. And I'm so excited to to end the episode, I mean, end the season with this person, but I'm not going to spoil it just yet. Trust me, this is episode 28. So episode 30 is going to be a good one uh, with this individual. But in the meantime, uh, episode 29 will be the second part of my wrap up. So just some some closing thoughts with respect to this season and how we're coming out of this pandemic. And don't forget, if you are interested in the Well Threads apparel, make sure that you go to drshante.com forward slash shop and check that out. And you can have some summer gear. I also have sweatshirts, too. I'm a big sweatshirt person because in Chicago, it's hot right now, but trust me, it, this only lasts like three, four months. It, these are fleeting moments because it is cold more months than it is hot in Chicago. And so that's why I tend to be a, a sweatshirt and layering person. But go and check those out. And I hope that you will support. If you have any questions, comments, takeaways, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says, and I will see you next time.